One Nation. One Nation Sports. Welcome to One Nation Radio, hosted by Richard Ladd and James Boyd. If you would like to become a part of the nation, email us at RadioOneNation at gmail.com. You can contact us using Twitter at One Nation Radio, at DangerRich32, or at James Boyd ONR. We are also on iTunes as well. You can go to OneNationRadio.Podomatic.com and subscribe to the show with the iTunes button on the right-hand side. And after all that, go visit foreverwrestling.tumblr.com for instant streaming much more. Now that you've heard how to reach us, let's get to the show. One Nation Radio! One Nation Radio. Welcome to an emergency episode of One Nation Radio. Uh, Mrs. Rich, I'm saying here with James via phone, and we had to give you guys our thoughts on this. James, what's going on? Not much, man. Just kind of, you know, trying to take in what happened today and stuff I read and try to, you know, come try to make some sense of it. Hey, quick question. Yeah. Um, I'm calling with the phone. Uh, you got, you know, the music playing through your headphones. Are you playing out? Are you playing fucking music? Yeah. Are you playing, I'm, what song? Which one? I'm playing Cult of Personality right now. Oh, well, I'm doing that shit. My, uh, <laughs> I just can't do none of that shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Somebody just turned the podcast off because they're mad we clown. Oh, well. Hey, I don't think. Hey. Um, you know. I'm telling Israel, damn it. Yeah. Um, so, um, I woke up this morning shortly after um, 7 a.m. And, you know, I'm up checking all the numbers, all the sites. I load up uh, What Culture and... Graham Herbert, shout out to Graham, he has a thing I don't, you know, why CM Punk left WWE, I'm like, what? Like, you know, my eyes are still, you know, waking up in the morning, so I go around to a couple more sites, and I'm like, CM Punk quit? <laughs> what? Like, what the fuck? Like, I, oh. yeah. Apparently, you know, the story is he, he walked out. And it was like, you know what, he's unhappy with his direction, and he had to uh, lose the Cesaro that night, and he's mad about the part-timers coming in every year, and, you know, he's busting his ass, you know, a lot of other guys are busting their ass only to see, you know, these paydays go away, something we kind of alluded to in our last podcast. Is CM Punk, is he, you know, justified in feeling, you know, jobbed, kind of? Oh, certainly. I mean, he's one of the two or three guys, top guys in the company. So, um, for you know, to feel if he just feels slighted by not leaving Royal Rumble, putting a part to a part time and he's been around a month for like ten years or not, and uh, ten months. I'm sorry, ten years, I mean, three years and change, close to four years. Then yeah, I, I definitely understand that. Uh, and I definitely, I definitely see that. I mean, I'm a full punk guy, and I know there are people, there's two, there's pretty much two camps, and, uh, they're in the, and the majority is, you know, people are like, you know, they're right, because also they're, they're basically, the, the, the people that are, you know, marks are heated, or smart marks that are heated about, um, the, the, the decision with Batista going, uh, winning the Rumble, and also Daniel Bryan not being in the Rumble, and winning it, and, uh, they basically took it off of, yeah, you know, Punk knows, you know, punk's a person of people. You understand what people are talking about, and yeah, this isn't right either. And you know, the internet is typically all for um, bashing, you know, part timers anyway. Right. Uh, so that's the majority of what I've, I've, I've read and gleaned. And the second part, that part of it is, well, like, yeah, man, like he's been kind of a baby about this, uh, or not kind of a baby. You know, they're using other words. I, I, I rather abstain from uh, using particular words. I feel like. And he's well within his right to um, lay it down whenever he so chooses, and that's what made him do that. And then by all means, he has his right to quit. Like, I mean, he ain't exactly, you know, the most fun job in the world. You get your ass kicked. Yeah, and you're on the road for 300 days a year, and, you know. Yeah. And I could see him, you know, ever since The Undertaker and Lesnar, they really haven't had anything for him creatively. And CM Punk, you know, just watching his DVD, he's a goal-oriented guy. And he looks around and he's like, you know, what haven't I done, you know, at this point? And, you know, I've done enough to earn what I want to do. So, 
you know, it's it's unfortunate. Like if we saw CM Punk last, wrestle his last match at the Royal Rumble, like if he never you know rolls out there again, like Agreed. that's a slap in the face almost. Like, damn, yeah. like it's a slap in the face to the other wrestlers. It's a slap in the face of the fans. Like, damn. The thing for me is that I'm still trying to make sense of why now. Like, I mean, you, you, we, you know, everybody has read one of these things I've read, you know, read, or read a few of these that may often piece together what it is. It's, he's, he's a show with the Batista situation. He's upset about the part-timers and taking slots for WrestleMania, particularly Batista winning Rumble and being the main event, quote-unquote. You know, yeah, that's not even the main event, but, you know, whatever. Um... He's, he, you know, the fact that he, he's probably in Triple H, another part-timer, he, I don't think he's too happy about it. And they wrestled each other before. Uh, and all they wrestled each other is re- or recently, like once Punk became, you know, this guy and was champion, or, or, or yeah. in that whole beginning. Triple H went on. Yeah. Yeah. And also, you know, the whole thing about He's one of those guys where he's con- he had a contract that's going to run on July, and he was probably he looked like he was going to walk away and walk away for good because you know he's kind of he only had pretty much one goal from what people from what he said in interviews that only he has left the to, on his goal list in WWE is the main of WrestleMania. Well, he's been on this he was on this this run, and then you know for two years, uh, and he wasn't in the main event of either WrestleMania. For, and, what, what, and, and it would also be for a third WrestleMania straight that he's been a guy that has been hot enough to be in there legitimately with nobody ever rolling out and looking at him weird and he was looked over for Cena Rock, Cena Rock 2 and, and maybe possibly Batista and whatever or whatever David Bryan's doing or whatever they come up with. So I don't like, know if you see the frustration. Like, they're basically like replacing CM Punk with Batista. Like, I don't understand... How in the scheme of things, in the scheme of well, on paper, like right now, like, and if it was up to me, if I was you know running a company just based on what Punk brings, like, you know, he's a guy that can talk, he can work with anybody, he can have a good match anywhere, like. Agreed, but who? But how would WWE know that this would set him off that way? Is that indeed his case? Because you can also you can also say, well, all right, well, anybody that's oh, I don't say anybody, but they are really, I don't really. I mean, he was in the room with the crying out loud, so there's no way to keep it close to the best. That oh yeah, you know, we're gonna hide it from CM Punk that it's gonna be the team who wins. So he's actually have known this for weeks, right? Or however, or, or before, not even weeks, but he's had to have known this beforehand what was going on, and then. And then he also had to know even before that, then that Batista was going to win, that he wasn't going to be able to win. Right. So for him to, like, for him to leave the day after, and this is what people are saying, obviously, you know, punch words and feelings aren't necessarily what is been written online. Mm-hmm. But if it is the case, for him to leave the day after, like, it would make more sense for him to leave before that because he was like the Jimmy Seth. Cause I don't, so I, it seems more like this is a, this is a, about him thing than like oh like by them bringing part timers, it's it's shoveling the roster. I think that he's he could be hiding behind that and trying to use that as a crutch. Um. So man, I, my thing is if you don't want to, I, I would just love to know why. Like, I mean, it doesn't bother me the way you're going, you're going. Like, and I can't, I, I can't be mad at you. Like, you gave me. And you got me back into wrestling, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, but, that's, like, that's a big uh, reason I give so much of a fuck, like, of, of what CM Punk does right now. Well, my thing is, if, if somebody, that, if, like, with me personally, I, I'm a little different. I have, everybody, most people are like, hey, man, this is bullshit, you want you back, or, or if he's gone, screw WWE because he's the reason why he's gone. My thing is, okay, you're gone, all right, well, you know, you gave me everything, you, 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 you entertained me for for the past few years anyway, and I appreciate that. I understand how hard the job is. Um, and if you don't want to do it no more, you don't do it no more. Like, I can't be mad at you. Like, like okay. Mm. Like, you're, you're willing to right to leave if you wanted to. 
And by and when, it seems like he was going to leave like six months later anyway. Like he was either a like he didn't he was unsure. Like I don't think he was going to leave, but he was he was up in the air. Um, something that I kind of mentioned on Twitter um, about how this is eerily similar to the um, Austin Rocks or excuse me the Austin situation back in like 2002 when Hogan mm-hmm. Hogan comes in with the NWO Rock gets Hogan and you know Austin's left with Scott Hall and a couple months after that he walks out of the company and um, the tipping point was basically losing a televised match to Lesnar right yeah, clean clean like to build Lesnar, he was like, what do you mean? Like, you know, I'm, I'm Stone Cold Steve Austin, goddammit. Like, and then I guess they weren't looking at him anymore like he was Stone Cold Steve Austin. WWE right now, like, kind of had a guy, you know, surpass Punk that was in the similar way to rock, that Rock surpassed Austin at, at one point. You know, is CM Punk a victim of the Yes movement? Uh, I mean, if you're saying that there's only room for one indie guy to be the deep guy, or there's only room for one non-idealistic, um, uh, Vince, or this idealistic guy, uh, then yeah, but I don't think that that's the case. Mm-hmm. I don't really think Vince has a, t- I mean, he has a preference. I don't think he, he I don't think he's a slave to it though, as, as people would suggest. Right. I mean, because he think all the guys he's hired, think all the guys he put belts on. Like, I mean, he can't be like. I mean, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's, it's just, a, it's just, a, it's a downer in this whole entire thing because it now it's, it's always a weird situation. It make, one, it makes WWE look. It makes in light of the decision to run with this, we're going to troll. Um, the diehard fans. The internet is um, on with, fire right now. Bro. Yeah, with, with the whole lot of internet fans, and then uh, that already feel whatever way, and, it, and it's kind of like a confirmation bias for them that even if that isn't the case, like this is definitely it is it's just proof that it is that it is real, even though it may or may not be. And like that's such a huge story. That is the biggest storyline going on right now. Uh, you have. Yeah, you know, now like whatever is going to be one of the co-main events. You know how it is, like last year WrestleMania. Like they build basically like three matches to be essentially co-main events. Just one goes on last. Yeah. And like, and from what I've read, like they were set up, they were setting up a Triple H, CM Punk showdown. That would have been one of the three main events, co-main events, and that's now done. And who, who knows what happens with that? Uh, Apparently, they're saying Daniel Bryan is going to step into that spot, but. You know, Brian, Brian needs to be winning the damn title. Like, I said that last time, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but there's also a setup, because in a couple of pay-per-views after WrestleMania, it will, there will be a uh, uh, pay-per-view in Seattle, so that might be the bigger payoff. Like, WrestleMania, like, he might, WrestleMania, WrestleMania is also going to sell, but, like, it's getting one of those, I believe it's uh, whatever it is right after, whatever, you know, they always change whatever it is after three rules. So, Whatever the June pay per view is going to be, so I guess that'd be paid—not payback, but uh, yeah, payback. I yeah. guess they'll want to pay back again. Like that could be. I think it's in Seattle, so that's where he would, you know, win, and that would make uh, no. You know, what was basically essentially uh, in your house, as you always joke about. Yeah. Uh, it make in your house like this substantial pay per view match for them in a draw. Uh, but it, it's it's such a loss for everything. Like it doesn't help. It makes it makes Punk look bad. It makes WWE look bad, and it makes like it makes WrestleMania like less substantial. Like, bro, like, there's no like, fucking CM Punk on WrestleMania right now. Yeah, because the way it's coming down now is um, we always talk about how the you know organic homemade or not not necessarily homemade, but organic stars that are that are that made mainstream relevance. Right, and thing is that guy. Um, Brian is now at that level, and Punk was at that level just as much as a year ago. Right. And I mean, and he's still, and it's not like he's declined or anything in his popularity, perhaps, like to, to the fans. So, for those, those three guys to have their own matches, it would have been special. And especially for WrestleMania 30, which is what they, you know, they love those round numbers of a 5 and 0. Right. Nobody loves pipping their own history than WWE, and now that's, it's, it's not as substantial as what I'm gone. 
or we can go on. It's just, it's just, it's not the same. You bring back Batista, and this was—I never saw this being the result. Like, but do you think? But do you honestly think WWE knew this was going to happen if they brought back Batista and had him win the Rumble? There's no way. I think I think they should have known. Like somebody would be, would be kicking up shit at least. They didn't. I like. I don't think you get the feeling anybody was going to quit or anything. Uh. But. I feel like backstage, you know, they're going to have to have a conversation. And then there's this thing with the WWE Network now. Um, the guys are kind of concerned about their payoffs because the pay-per-view buys are going to drop. Yeah. And then they re- they apparently had a meeting scheduled, and then they had to reschedule that meeting to explain it to them because they still haven't figured that shit out. Like, oh. And then people are saying, you know, CM Punk could have left because of that. You know, because of the unsurety about, you know, you know, the whole payoff system and all that. But... Either way, like, CM Punk, like, goes down as one of my favorites. You know, if I never see him again, he's, like, one of my ten, ten favorite wrestlers. Like, ever. Yeah, before the, um, when we started this podcast, you know, first of the podcast, we named all of our, we named our top ten, and then we had, like, honorable mentions, you know, whoever Linda was. At that point in time, uh, Daniel Bryan and CM Punk were, um, I, I think you had Punk in your top ten at that point in time. I, think I had, had Punk like in, n- number nine, maybe. Yeah, something like that. And I have and I have Punk and Brian both in my honorable mention. At this point now, they're both somewhere in my top in my top ten. I mean, I haven't really thought, sat down thought about it, but just offhand, like I, like just just how organic out it is, or like I, like I'm never like to me, Daniel Bryan is like the, is like the James Brown of wrestling at this point. Of, like wow. he's the hardest man, he's the hardest working man, and and it's worth entertainment. Uh-huh. Like for him, like with the team on no thing, like the gauntlet matches, you know, having forty minute blocks of, of minute of promo time and match time for Raws and carrying Raws and SmackDowns over the last like two years and stuff. Like yeah, I mean, it's just been amazing, and don't like Punk did. You know, just as much for the company, if not more, financially, financially over the years, like the best in the world thing. Like he had probably, he's, I don't think there's ever been a better. Um, like I got, uh, we were talking on the phone when we were setting up shop to get this done off the phone, and I was saying like maybe Brian is bigger than Punk ever was, but nobody ever had like a. But he clearly had the better, more thought out scheme and storyline of how to make this work. Right. Like, Brian is just like, I'm just going to work hard, I'm going to be small, the real dude, I'm going to have everybody root for me, and I'm going to be a young and a good guy, and I'm not going to be a politician. And that's how it works for him. Yeah. Like, Punk is just like, like, you know what, my contract's running out, I'm going to cut this crazy shoot promo where I, like, wish death, or I assume, like, I say, I'm involved death and and this is a man, I hope he he dies, and people are going to, like, you know, lose their minds up, and then the thing is real. And then I'm going to leave with the belt, and, and, and walk out the stadium with it. And retire, you know, and go away for a few weeks and come back. Right. Like, that's... He's a genius. Like, it pretty much started, you know, we, we talked about, like, the PG era. Like, that pretty much started the quote-unquote reality era. Yeah. So all this stuff that, like, works together as, like, with social media and everything, like, it, you can basically make people think it's real by doing certain things with social media. Right. And then WWE have to work like, they put a down on that stuff. Like, they bought tout. Yeah. Like, they did all that stuff just to try to get the work, all this stuff to work. Not even bought stuff, but they put, you know, stock in the tout. Right. They try to get this, all this popped off. And that's all because of Punk. Like, I don't think there's a WWE know without Punk. I don't think, I, I mean, I just don't. I don't think, like, I don't, I mean, obviously, you know, The Rock basically made, um, Brock Cena made WrestleMania 28 the the money makers, uh, but at the same time that card they had three great matches. They had three great setups. That all the matches, all three of the matches could have been the main event of WrestleMania of any given random WrestleMania. Right. By themselves, it all fit. All three of the matches on the card: Jericho's pump for the belt. That's a WrestleMania main event match. I got a friend of mine online. Um, he's a writer. His name's Chad Matthews. He made the case that WrestleMania 28 was the greatest WrestleMania of all time, and he was very convincing. Very convincing. Well, yeah, remember before um, 20, I mean, do you want to give me like $8 million gross off all the paper views alone? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when they don't do that without, without Punk, uh, without Punk, uh, Jericho. They don't do that without, uh, Cena 
and rock. They don't do that without uh, Undertaker, Triple H, Hell in a Cell. And um, I think before the lead up to to that pay per view, I said the card like this could be you win. You said this condition be the greatest pay per view or WrestleMania ever. I agree. And then I also said that this is like the the 25th anniversary pay per view of WrestleMania three. And it, I mean, chronologically right. it was, but it based off of you know the huge matches of Andre Hogan and Steve Savage. Right. And I mean. They, they, actually, they had a huge plan that they worked out in the pit, and the payoff was, it was perfect. Like, all those matches were great. Like, obviously, you know, people aren't too thrilled about whatever I can see them do. I understand that. But That first match was was good. They can kiss my ass with that. Like, I, now that match, I mean, you know, how, you know how that goes or whatever, and, and, you know, especially the fact that they had a second match to really bounce that. But the, the, the start of CM Punk was, the draw was we're going to have two Sam matches in the WrestleMania. WrestleMania. And between time and main time, we believe in Sam Punk so much that we'll bring, that Rock, we'll bring Rock back, even though, you know, pretty sure Rock didn't want to do that. And we're going to have, we're going to set up Raw 1000 where he's going to turn heel. After, after he's going to face, he's going to face champion and he's going to have a, 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 a huge length of time and he's going to have another heel run and he's going to lead to Royal Rumble, Rock, Punk. Yeah. And then they have another match. They had two matches. Like, that's the respect that WWE had for Punk. And then, like, in the span of the, of the year, literally, it seems that it's they dropped the ball. They didn't know so what much stuff just wouldn't have happened. Like, after, after the Punk and Lesnar, like, you know, he was fighting Curtis Axel on pay-per-view. Like, yeah, like, they were trying to get... And then they tried to contain... They tried to make another... I think their mistake was when they tried to shoot Horn right back into it. Now, granted, it was great TV seeing Punk, uh, seeing uh, Heyman propose to him right back. He's the Heyman guy, but that match was that wasn't a good Hell in a Cell match. And then, like, really from that point on, other than like Ambrose, other than some of the Shield stuff, particularly the Ambrose match and like the, one of the last two rounds of the year uh-huh. that he had on. Like, other than that, he didn't have, like, he was like, oh, damn, that's a great match. Other than that one that comes to mind. Because we, we, so, we've been saying, like, Sam Paul's been mail, mailing it in and not looking like he gives a fuck. Like, we've been saying so that he, for, like, three months. Yeah, but we were saying he gives no fuck. It was like, oh, you know, that's part of the character at this point in time. But then but now we kind of find out, yeah, that was, like, his whole mindset legitimately. Like, I don't, I'm just here. Yeah. I'm here buying my time to my, being my time to my content runs out. And I, I don't know what that means. I guess that, that, that kind of stuff makes me seem that to me that either A, he was pissed off with the, the, the stuff he was given, which I can definitely understand, or he knew early on that he wasn't going to get um, the main event, or he was, there were certain things that, that were going to happen ahead of time. He knew and he was like, you know what? I've got this call. You can't fire me. Yeah. So I'm going to basically do whatever I want to. I'm going to work when I feel. I'm going to I'm going to work when I feel like it. And apparently he, he feels Daniel Bryan deserves the headline WrestleMania 30. And seeing, you know, if that doesn't happen, like, he feels, you know, some type of way about that. Like, like how is that, how how does that make sense at all? Like, if Daniel Bryan's not headline WrestleMania 30. And it really doesn't give, it really doesn't give the wrestlers really any incentive to work hard. Um... Like we we talked about this just yesterday in that yeah. podcast. Like those middle class, those middle world wrestlers, you're in the tough street when you use the new guys coming up and the part timers being around. But Punk wasn't none of those guys. Punk was a main eventer. Yeah. So like usually all you needed was all you really needed, honestly, was a great storyline. And this doesn't. I thought this was what happened. Yeah. And the thing is, we all, we, you know, me and you talked about this, but not on, not on, um, the podcast. But you, like you were saying, especially after watching that punk DVD when he was, you know, he was champion at a point in time. I don't know if he had turned here yet or not when it he did. came out. He did. Oh, he did? Yeah. But do you think he was, when he was there during the shoot, during the shooting of it then? Yeah. Okay. No, well, he was phased during the shooting of it. Okay, well, he was basically saying, you know, I, 
I wrote up two months of King Evil because I'm in the contract with Gene and we're running out around the time money in the bank. And uh, you guys put in two months of, you know, when you frustrated about everything that's happened. And you put in two, you wrote out two months of TV ahead of time. And he's like, this is my shot. I'm going to try to capitalize on it and it worked. Now, ever since then, pretty much everybody has felt like see, everything that's been great with CM Punk has all been responsible by CM Punk. Right. Um, now, when all of a sudden, after the movement was working for him, it's all of a sudden, all of it, nobody says anything about CM Punk and not, like, having to say that we're doing anything right. It's all WWE's fault. Now, like, that, it's kind of like we're playing it both ways. It, I mean, obviously, there's, there's, it's not, it wasn't true either way, but it's kind of like the quarterback, his quarterback gets all the grades, he gets all the blame type of thing. Uh-huh. But he didn't give any of the blame. See, so is is because, I, is because everyone loves CM Punk so much. I mean that's true. Like I love him too, and I mean you know, I, I, I feel bad about saying this, but I, I I'm trying to be honest about this. And like he he did not like he didn't have to do it this way. Like whatever, this was not the way to handle it. Like this is just. I feel like I feel like you know Stone Cold Steve Austin should pick up the phone. I'm not saying Punk he's required to do this, but he should pick up the phone and be like Punk, you're making a mistake. Like I did this. Like like learn from me. Like and he, well, well, he said one thing the biggest Austin, regret Austin, of his Austin career. had that neck injury, so that that played a part of it too. He also said it was a big, the biggest regret of his career. Yeah, and it's like this will ruin you down the road. Like you know, one day they're going to put Punk in the Hall of Fame, and it's like you know, them them motherfuckers hold grudges. Like I can see Triple H being like, man, f him, in like fifteen years or whatever. Like, and then I, my whole thing, I don't think this is over. I mean, you know, ball counts. This is you know, he was better. Whenever he had the way, he was never coming back. But the leave on that kind of like my whole thing is like it's so bad because WWE can't even acknowledge it because he's gone. Yeah. And they can't tie this phone on he was like, Oh, you know, he was off air and you know, nothing. Like that's why he got no, not a single mission, like the whole King thing is dead too. Yeah. Like whatever that little, you know, month of uh, lead up that was gonna do for him. I I, I it just I used to screw so much up and I mean it's it's not you know, it's not all punk's fault, you know, it's, it's collective fault for all these factors that happen. But like you're saying, like there's a bouncer had to keep as far as doing this sort of thing, and now it's like, well, maybe I guess you know. I don't know, but when we come back, we're going to talk about the other side of the coin. You know, we kind of on the first segment we acted as if this was real, but there's also the possibility that this is a work, and we'll be right the back. Slim possibility. Yeah, this is One Nation Radio. One Nation. One Nation Sports. Welcome back to One Nation Radio. I've mysteriously started getting sick during the middle of the podcast again. But I'm not allowed to mention that anymore, you know, according to James. Yeah, real men we get sick, but they don't complain about it. So I'm, I'm going to shut the fuck up, you know, because yeah. I, Richard Latta, am a real man. You yeah, know. you think Jim Brown was going to talk about being sick? <laughs> you think Bob Gibson was talking about being sick? <laughs> uh, right now we playing uh, this, this fire burns by uh, I don't know who it's by, but it was CM Punk's yeah, old theme song. Like who cares who it's by? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know who who is somebody, but we ain't heard it in a couple years. And I'm sure we probably ain't gonna hear it, you know, for a long time. Last time you heard it was Money in the Bank 2011. Yeah. Um, so the um, slim possibility that this is a work. I'm. Back and forth throughout the day, you know, I bounced around. When I first saw it, I was like, "Oh my god, hook line, hook, uh, hook line and sinker is is real." But then uh, I just kept reading and digging and reading and digging. Could this be a part of the new kayfabe? It could be. Like okay, what, what percent did you put on it that you think that this could be a work? Thirty. Thirty. Yes. Uh, I had it somewhere around like 15. But okay. Um, because they have, you know, part of, also part of the new kayfabe, the way they're like pissing off fans. Um, uh-huh. Daniel Bryan not coming out at 30. 
you know, mm-hmm. the new kayfabe. Um, Batista win the Rumble coming out of nowhere, you know, the new kayfabe. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the guy everybody's set in love. Yes. Like, like, okay. Like, we realize we have to... They we they can't get the smart fans with, you know, the normal face versus heel storyline. So they have to yeah. piss everyone off legitimately in real life, you know, to get us, you know. And then, you know, they still have the casual fans and, you know, the kids, you know, uh, what's going on on screen. Yeah. Like, they're saying they're bringing his ass with on screen. We're the ones figuring it out, like, bro, what the fuck are they doing? Like, <laughs> yeah. And... Is if that's the case, they're geniuses. Yeah. Um, the fact like it was coming through TMZ, like you know, I was saying how they had you know WWE has TMZ in the pocket with the whole Darren Young thing, and yeah. you know who's to say they didn't pay TMZ to be like you know they have them under contract and be like okay, you know you're a mainstream news outlet, WrestleMania is coming. WWE Network's coming. We want all the attention we can get. And they're like, yeah. okay. They go to CM Punk with like, hey, you know, we've had, we've got this elaborate storyline. Maybe CM Punk thought of it. We have this elaborate storyline where you quit WWE <clears throat> and walk out, basically. We, we we work everybody. And then when you come back, you know, it's going to be everything that we always say should have happened with the summer of Punk, how he should have left for a long for a period of time and then came back this yeah. this could fully be the retread of the summer of punk and then he comes back out you know eventually he emerges from, from the crack smoke you know as Joe Jesus said you know, <laughs> you, know, you, know you know he emerges from the crack crack smoke hey it, uh, seeing that punk I can't imagine he's, he's emerging from the crack smoke I mean even though he looks like he emerged from the crack smoke every day, but <laughs> Um, that's beside the point. Uh, okay. You, you you said that as well as I, you said pretty much my thoughts. You said that, you know, Brady Knight um, could have um, articulated it. So, my question for you is, if this is indeed a world, and let's assume it is for the purposes of uh, this section of the podcast, how, when will he come back? I mean... It would have to be like SummerSlam or something, or Money in the Bank. Okay, I'm thinking Money in the Bank. <clears throat> Either that or his music hits at WrestleMania somewhere or something. I don't know because I I just have a hard time, you know, thinking that CM Punk is said says no thank you to WrestleMania. I just have a hard time believing that. Uh-huh. He hasn't tweeted all day. Nothing. Like that man's become a recluse. Like he's, you know, he's in the shadow. The only line of communication you know WWE has with him is with AJ Lee, who he knocks down now. Um, but oh, that's still happening. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, okay. So the whole work angle, like. I feel like you can't ignore it based on everything else WWE's been doing this whole reality era. Like, that's why I didn't want to, like, I was kind of, I was wondering, like, you know, I texted you guys earlier and asked you first if you wanted to do this podcast because I didn't want to sound like a fool freaking out or whatever when it was a work. So we kind of are hedging our bets with this podcast. We, you know, did the first part. Now we're doing this. Yeah, when I first heard about, you know, when I first, I got, you know, I only go in there unless you get, if you get me reason to, I'll occasionally go on like West East Beach or whatever, West in the Jersey. Um, but I had, uh, you know, I was, you know, going, you know, doing, you know, handling my thing, my business the right way. And then, uh, I saw y'all texting with the times that I was at, uh, I was, um, at the gym. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at all these emails that Sam fucking quit. I'm like, huh? What? Wait, what? Huh? And then, uh, you know, I kind of, you know, kind of had to do something else and got my hand away from it. Then I got back to it. Like, wait, what? See, wait, y'all said what to me? I looked at it how many hours ago? Wait, what? 
Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I, I mean, was like, thinking... It wasn't confusing. And then, I think I sat down a little bit, like, look at, uh, going to break, and I was able to, you know, look at, um, look at some stuff, and really, I was like, okay, well, you know, this isn't just, wild accounts, people, even people that, you know, people that trusted, uh, they, they believe this is legitimate. Uh, but I mean, what does it mean? Just because that's because it doesn't mean anything. People don't all the time, especially in, no. The world, the world of lies it is explicit. But if I, if, if they were doing it, the perfect way to do it, and a, and a way you can do it to make, you can make it already brought up all the way along. But, yeah, this is what we had planned, or this is what I had planned. But say I didn't come out of Russell Nenny. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not Russell Nenny, I haven't come out of Royal Rumble next year. Oh, a full year? Having come out of Royal Rumble for Russell Nenny 31, Having really humble and having uh fighting down the main event and then he finally gets whatever he wanted. I can't mind. Even if that's not actually how it goes down, they can claim that that's how it goes down and you go out and it's so it's such a masterful you so masterfully done that you would have to assume like either they have a super genius or he had a super genius or you know, this is this is what they decided to come up with and when he signed back or this was playing all along. If I was them, I'd be, if this was the case, I'd say that was the case, and I'd just lie and say, well, you had to spend all the way on the same things with the bang and bang thing, we're like trolling everybody right now. Man. So. That would be some I, shit. I, I mean, that's how, that's how I, if this was what, that's how I would pull off. If nobody would dare respect it, because so much time passed, nobody would think, everybody would be saying the same thing, like Jericho, every Rumble, or Jake Snake, or any other, or whatever, Hall of Fame comes back, uh, you know, Bruno San Martino. Really, you know, huh? Bruno San Martino. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if they do that way, I mean, like, it would be absolute shock because nobody would expect it. It would be the Jericho thing times five. Yeah. Look, if that happens, we are running this back. And I'm like, <laughs> James Boy, Nostradamus. And essentially... Simple. It'd be perfect because it'd be everything that you that like that they wanted with Batista except one. They like first off, you know that number they would be on Raw the next night. It would be unbelievable. But they would have like they would have to be able to. You know, like the way it's going right now, it's gonna be Punk. It's, it's gonna be Sam Punk. Because like, it's gonna be Daniel Bryan and and Sam like as the top dogs for a year, a year from now. Uh huh. Um, so, like, he'd be gone, and also let you blow him back, he'd go right back to that picture being like, that guy, like, one of those three top guys that maybe he was saying, like, he was lagging at that point. And it'd be, like, the same thing as having a Batista back itself. You have to promote it as much, and it'd be worked out better, and he's a bigger star than Batista at this point in time, and you're not than Batista being cleared off for four straight years. Right. And being gone. So I I think that would be the way to do it. Right. At the same time, when he comes back, is he turning into that guy that's still in people's spots? You know that. No, no, no. I think he'd be back, and I think I think he'd be back at the full time. That's my schedule. I see what you're saying. I think he'd be back back on like how Jericho comes back. He's a he's a part timer, but he's more support schedule. Right. He's only part time based off of the duration. Like he's not working the full year. Like, Punk could very well say, you know what, I'm going to be a full-time wrestler, I'm going to be back from January to, from, from Royal Rumble to WrestleMania when I'm done. And that's all I want to do. Or to SummerSlam and that's all I want to do. Whatever. I don't know. It's a good idea. You know. As long as they to be as they don't try to promote them coming back, they just say, you know, show up at the Rumble. And watch that, uh, and watch that yeah, blizzard in them all night, and they're gonna show up, and they'll probably get, they'll probably get a five. <laughs> oh, they're gonna fall in raw. Right. So. And, you know, he'll be coming back as a face, and, you know, who's a, who'll be a heel at that time, and I don't know. Like, it's just, it'd be so much in the air. That's true. But. But that's, that's figure it out. Like, like if that really, if that's how they do it, they would figure it out. Like if they would pass that along over over the time, yeah, they would just kill whatever they had and they run it back. So that would be that would be the best thing they would they would have, unless you know, like 
Can you believe something they could have better than that if they in that rose what they are playing? Or if they were working running with stuff going on and then all of a sudden you know Trump comes up shows up and he's sitting up in a room like, you know, how do I have an idea? I just know that I I'll be shocked if they ever have something better than that. Yeah. Like he had to come out at number thirty. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, like I hope it's work because I don't want to see a player retire for my own selfish reasons. But if you do see a punk, you know, you're you're welcome to come on One Nation Radio uh, if you listen. You know, you got plenty of free time, so, you know, I don't see why you can't. You know, he's just sitting on the couch, you know. So, um, yeah, CM Punk going from WWE. Who knew? Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess that throws our WrestleMania card that way the hell off now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, who's Triple H going to fight now? Like, ugh. Big Show. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, bring it back. Yeah, Big Show. Big Show. Yeah. Why not? You know, he never did get to run it with that man. Yeah, that's why I said it. Like, you mean funny. Obviously, you would never. There's no way they would do that, but. Well, they could, uh. I don't know. You think, you think Triple H is out here going to waste his time on uh, Big Show? Really? Triple H and Orton again. <laughs> I mean, that I mean that was something I thought because of a real possibility because there's way different friends as far as like they're not protecting me, they don't trust me, especially after the whole um the night before TLC when he started in the Stephanie and everything and then he's like he's teamed up with, with Cena. Right. So it's you know, uh, that was going to happen. Like, you know what? I'm going to like you anyway, so run it again. Yeah. Like, do you have to turn Orton face to do that? Uh, no, because you can run it as if Orton's crazy, man. You can run it he, he did something. He did something to Stephanie just with the line or whatever. Right. Right. Like, I'm with those guys, the, uh, the way they're, okay, the way those two guys are hated by the internet anyway, and I'm saying, like, you know, you can tell me some face, they can be a viable face. Um, they prove they can work great both ways. But the rest, you know, the rest of the cars are always different anyway. And especially yeah. now, it seems like there's going to be a lot of heat um, from, w, like, in WWE mostly. Or, or are you ready for the anyway, CM Punk so. chants? Are you ready for the CM Punk chants that are about yeah. to happen for the that's next month and a half? Yeah, that's going to happen during the Triple H thing. That's definitely going to happen. Any particular thing to that's oh, gonna yeah. happen. Oh yeah. Right, that's uh, I can hear it now. Um See a point will be trending during Raw. Watch. Don't believe me, just watch. Yeah, definitely. I this is crazy. Like can you imagine if like how do I say this? Can you imagine that Kevin Durant is up and retired right now? Wow. Like, you know what, I'm done. What? I mean, you know, I, I'm frustrated with that. Or, like, you know, everybody's so LeBron-centric, and, you know, they're not really for the young guys. You know, the whole NBA is trying to, like, LeBron, and, like, he's joking. You know what? I'm done. Uh, you know, I'm just, you know, I just burnt out. I'm done. You know, I was going to, I felt like I was going to retire when I was, when I turned 28 anyway, so I'm just going to do it now. And, you know, I'm just going to walk out. I'm just done. Bro, the internet would collapse. I, I mean, obviously, you know, Kevin Owens is, you know, far more famous than CM Punk ever will be, but, um, like, with, like, when you think it's a sports, like, context, like, yeah, that's what just happened. I wonder if three, one or, one or two million people in like, sport or sports entertainment that can just up and say, I'm, I'm done. Like, unceremoniously. Unceremoniously. Like, it's like, you know, it's like, it's very famous. It's very famous. Yeah. Like, it's very famous. Like, you can't make no money off of this man, like, retiring. Like, he can't get a last hurrah. Nope. Nothing. Like, I'm just done. Like, it's terrible, man. Like, we keep coming yep. back to it. It's just terrible. Like, it's, it's sad. It's a sad day for wrestling. It, it Nobody just, wins. Yeah. Like, WWE, y'all look bad. Sid Punk, <clears throat> you look, you know, a suspect with this. 
you know. Like, and this can't help when they're, and this can't help them doing these, um, you know, working on their, their TV deal, like their, um, their, their mainstream deal oh, that they're yeah. working on when they're trying to, you know, get a, t- a live TV show, um, in a, in the TV deal with, uh, with different, um, broadcast companies. Because of, uh, you know, live television basically, you know, dominating, uh, television ratings due to DVRs and, and piety. So, like, this can't help losing, you know, a guy that's supposed to be, like, the number two star of the company. And, you know, CM Punk being such a, such a big presence backstage, is this gonna encourage, you know, other guys to follow his lead? Be like, you know what? Fuck WWE, I'm out of here, like, if anybody, well, if anybody was going to quit, shouldn't it be Ziggler? Well, here's the thing. How many other guys I think I have to worry about the money besides like Punk Oden and like maybe uh, maybe a handful of guys. Like Mark Henry and Big Show. Yeah, like you think, well, Mark Henry and Big Show probably have, they've, made, they've had enough years where they've been able to rack up enough money and, you know, whatever. I don't know how they have that escorting, you know, prop prices from the years from, you know, being a veteran. But, yeah. Um, like, Punk is a situation where he, he had made that money, like, we know that Randy Orton made, like, three to four million, or made, like, four million dollars last, last year. Because he was the divorce papers. Yeah. And if Punk was making that kind of money, obviously he has been around, or Punk has been around as long as Orton has, but we assume that he, he, that money, he made a, a substantial amount of money where he can live, he can live a relatively normal life and not really have to work anymore if he doesn't let to. Now, this is not to say he's retiring, from wrestling period, he could, you know, make a killing on any shows and, and pack out the houses, obviously, and then those kills and then a receive whatever. But, uh. I'm hearing, like, CM Punk would never, he would never do an indie show again at this point. I mean, he's obviously bigger than, he, I mean, that's beneath him, but who knows? Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, he's already been, he's already what been, if he been, show, what if he showed up in TNA? After being passed by the guy anyway. What if he showed up at TNA? I don't think he would ever do that. Oh, I don't. Man. I don't think he would do that. I mean, I, we we see memes where he's talking about, yeah, you know, he's gonna be the new uh, the new money bag guy for yeah, the new investor. I don't. I don't. No, I don't think that. I don't see that as a viable option for Singapore. Punk. I I I know how he'd be in. in he'd go back to the even in tour and headline that stuff and pack out these places in TNA. Bro, you know how fast, like, if, like, CM Punk was here somewhere at an indie show? You know how fast I'd be there? <laughs> exactly. Like, I'd be there with a the laptop. You probably camera. missed out on tickets anyway. What up? You probably missed out on tickets anyway. No, I'd probably I'd, look, By the time you find out about it and try to buy tickets, you'd probably be able to be sold up. I would have to get tickets. I'd be backstage. <laughs> like, if, like, if FUW got that, man, I'd be backstage. Like, <laughs> um... Like the show um on that that happened on your birthday, they had Chris Hero there. Like and I was supposed to be there. But I didn't uh, I didn't end up going or whatever. But uh okay. So they're like the biggest indie indie uh company, so you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to Dante Brown and, and see, you know, if he thinks, you know, punk is out there or not. Okay. And we'll see, you know, you know, can see him punk becoming the Tampa, Florida. Who knows? You know, but this whole this whole thing is like it's crazy. It's crazy. Like I think tonight I, I may throw on my best in the world DVD and just reminisce. But <laughs> it, it, it sounds so sad. It's because it is. But um, James, you got anything else on this? We we spent fifty minutes talking about CM Punk. My God, I I don't I'm not. I'm okay. What was your before before you found this news out today? What was your enthusiasm level for WrestleMania? Like out of ten, I'm probably say it was an eight out of ten. Eight. Okay, what is it now? Like a six point five. There you have it. There you have it. Fuck it. Just just to just to just to be you know just to use the the out of ten rating correctly. You know, four out of ten. 
Favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with BetMGM. You'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code Champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotion promotional offer not available in washington dc If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.